The Chargers 2022 season has shown us there will be some big needs that need to be addressed after the season. And on today's show, we're going to tell you the three things we would do if we were named Chargers general manager. You are locked on Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. And we've been covering the Chargers now for six seasons, but this is our fifth season as the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Thank you guys so much for making this your first listen today. And to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. But it's Chargers mailbag day, so we're opening it up to what we would do after the 2022 season if we were the Chargers general manager. There's three big things, but there's one biggest thing to me that they absolutely have to get done. And we'll also talk about if the Chargers should be scouring the waiver wire right now to help out this roster because we know there are some holes in it. And we'll also get into if some players like Troy Reader or JT Woods deserve to see some more snaps after the struggles we've seen from the Chargers defense. But today's episode is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds and lines than ever before bet online where the game starts and it's chargers mailbag david is where we're starting today we're starting with chris saiz who dm'd us on twitter and he asked if you were made the chargers gm after the season what three moves would you make so there's a couple of things that we don't know at this point right we don't know how the Chargers season is going to play out so like i'm not going to fire brandon staley with a five and three record as we're sitting here today we'll save the coaches firing and things like that for after the season. But when you're talking about what needs the Chargers will have, we can definitely look at that right now. And this season has made some very clear. So, David, you're the Chargers general manager now. You have now taken over Tom Telesco's job. What is the first move that you're making if you're Chargers GM? Moving all the Tom Telesco stuff out of my office and bringing in my favorite chair. No, I'm just kidding. Um, honestly, if I was the Chargers general manager here, the first thing I would do is something I've been clamoring for this entire season, preseason training camp regular season it has not changed the chargers need young explosive speed it has to happen that's the first thing i'm looking for and probably looking to do that in the draft because i want someone that's cost controlled someone i'm going to have on a rookie contract for four years maybe with the fifth year option if i take him in the first round but Pairing Justin Herbert with someone who has explosive speed should have happened immediately. The fact that it hasn't happened already is a travesty that has to happen. This guy can throw the ball 80 yards down the field, and unfortunately there's nobody on the roster outside of Jalen Guyton who has a torn ACL um, that can actually do that. And so right. you have to do that. That's number one. Number two, quality pass rush help, Daniel. I think the, the Chargers definitely need. I like the fact that, you know, the last couple of years they had a veteran that they brought in like a Kyler Fackrell. I like someone like that just because unfortunately for Joey Bosa, you know, he's dealt with injuries in his entire career. And so it's you, you just can't feel 100 percent comfortable that he's going to be available from week one to week 18. So you need somebody that can step in and just fill the void while you know you have him out or you know with Khalil Mack being over the age of 31 he's been fantastic this season but you know you never know when that's going to change and then the last thing is a run stuffing linebacker like someone who's just has a, a nose for the football and run support I think that's something that's sorely like lacking and missing in this Chargers defense those are the three moves that I would make if I was the Chargers general manager 
For sure. I mean, I'll get to the speed receiver. I mean, I think that's up there. But to me, I think it's much simpler than that. I mean, the first thing I'm doing after this season, if I'm Chargers general manager, is the most important thing to this team. I'm extending Justin Herbert. I'm giving him his extension. That is the thing I'm doing for sure. Because to me, it's the absolute soonest that you can. You have to wait till after their third season. And to me, he's shown enough. I mean, I'm sliding Justin Herbert in open checkbook after this season. That's the one thing I know I can't mess up in my first day as Chargers general manager. So for me, David, I mean, Justin Herbert, not only this year, has shown that he'll gut through it, right? That's oh, something yeah. that's big. That's a huge sign of leadership right there. Absolutely. He's shown that he can elevate the players around him, right? And he's mm-hmm. already shown that even through two-plus seasons, he's already one of the elite quarterbacks in the NFL. So to me, that's easy. Um, it's easy to overlook, but that's the number one thing, the most important thing the Chargers can do first thing this offseason. Yeah. Hey, I mean, uh, I can't disagree with that whatsoever. I mean, the sooner you sign Justin Herbert to that long-term extension, the cheaper that contract is going to be for you. Because, you know, after this season, if he takes the Chargers to the playoffs and and wins a playoff game, his market's going to go up and up and up and up. And so the sooner you get that deal done, the better it is going to be for everybody. And, you know, you want to take care of your quarterback, especially if he's proven to you that he's a leader on the field, a leader off the field, a a really good role model. Like Justin Herbert's just a good man. And and I think everyone knows that. And it shows whatever he's doing. So getting that contract done and getting that out of the way for a long period of time is definitely something that I would never disagree with. Here you go, Justin. Write as many zeros as you want. <laughs> exactly. Buddy. I mean, it's, it's <laughs> Let's get this done. Let's put this uh, out of the way. Get it out of I the mean, way. The most important thing is the dude's really good. The really dude good. has the goods. He's yeah. an elite quarterback already. You do whatever it takes. He should retire as a charger unless I agree. something dra- dramatically changes. But I've seen enough. Another important thing is an extension. It's not going to kick in until those years after his rookie contract end anyways. Exactly. Right? So after the fourth year, after the fifth year option. So it's yep. a few more years before you're actually having to worry about what that hit's going to look like. And I'm trying to get him signed before Lamar Jackson. I'm trying to get him signed before yeah. Joe Burrow and sure. some of these other big contracts coming down the pipe. Yep. But uh, for me, the second thing I had was, yeah, do whatever it takes to load Justin Herbert up with more speed and explosiveness in the offense. I mean, I think we can all Please. see this, just a lack of speed. And yeah, I mean, the Chargers have playmakers. Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, and Austin Eckler is somewhere. Absolutely. Most teams would want to start, right? But you look at what Miami did with Tua, getting him Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill and how much that he went from a total bust to, you know, Dolphins fans all up in our mentions, right? Like that happened quickly. And a lot of that is trading for Tyree Kill. Look at what A.J. Brown is done for the Eagles. Getting traded there with Jalen Hurts, who had a ton of questions around him. Look at Joe Burrow and what he was able to do in his first year with Jamar Chase going to a Super Bowl. That's not a coincidence. For me, you have to do whatever it takes. I know this year you wanted to load up defensively. You needed it. You need to go find more explosiveness, more playmaking for Justin Herbert, guys who are faster, guys who can really use his gifts that he has, right? Giving guys to actually use his full arm and all those things. We don't really have that right now. And I think part of that too is I'm not going to fire Joe Lombardi today. We've already talked about it, right? Right. I said I would be okay if they considered going to Shane Day during the bye week, right? I think he's been pretty good recently, Joe Lombardi. I know I'm going to take some heat for that. I I mean, at least after the beginning part of that last game, I, I think it got a lot better and there was some drops and stuff. But I'm totally reassessing that I have the offensive coaching staff in place that's fully fully getting everything that they possibly can out of Justin Herbert, no matter what after this season, no matter what happens for the chargers over these next 10 games, but day or nine games, I should say. But the last thing for me is 
I have trade for Derek Brown, but really it's just get more physical up front. Like I do think that the linebacker is definitely a huge issue in the Chargers run defense, but I do think that the Chargers are still sorely lacking just that monster in the middle of the defense. And I think it shows up week after week and we haven't had that guy, you know, the Chargers really haven't had that guy since Jamal Williams, right? That's like how long it's been since they had a dominant force. Everything's coming together for Derek Brown this season in year three. He's a guy that was a top 10 pick. If Carolina is trying to fully rebuild and stock up on picks, I'm definitely exploring that avenue, but I think adding a linebacker, just getting more physical is a huge part of it. Yeah, it's, it's exactly right. It's just yeah. someone who can really just change the attitude and change the temperature around the run defense. It's just a guy that's not going to take it. You know, a guy yeah. that, that's going to to knife through, not just knife through, is going to explode through the middle of the offensive line. You need someone who has that ability, has that presence, and I don't know if the Chargers have that right now. Or a guy that just, like I said, like a Denzel Perriman type, a guy that can just hunt the run and annihilate running backs. That's what he does. Like He does it better than most linebackers in the NFL. So getting a guy like that to pair with somebody who can open up those, you know, those lanes for the linebackers to flow through. That's something that I think would make a tremendous difference because I think the chargers past defense is, is pretty good. I mean, honestly, I think it's, it's pretty solid. If you pair that with the ability to stop the run, that's really going to showcase the type of movie that Brandon Staley is trying to show to everybody. Yeah. And I mean, there's definitely, I think, you know, questions with Nazir Adderley and stuff like that, sure. but I think you had to feel pretty good about the corners that you have. Assuming, yeah. you know, re-sign Bryce Callahan would be one of the things. Oh, absolutely. Right now. Definitely. Too, I mean, that dude has been, it's been great. electric so far this year, but we do have more chargers mailbag questions that we want to get into, but if we're GM, that's, you know, where we're starting, you know, personnel wise for the chargers and trying to get them up. But I'm also right now, if I'm the GM scouring the waiver wire to find out if there's any players out there that can possibly upgrade my team. There's a couple that could make sense for the Chargers that we're going to talk about. And we're also going to talk about, is it Keenan Allen or Joey Bosa? I think is the real question, which one of them helps the chargers most when they can return from their injury. So we're going to get into that coming up right after this. But first I need to tell you guys about simply safe. If you thought about securing your home with home security, but you've been putting it off, you want to listen up. Right now, Locked On Chargers listeners can get the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you won't want to miss it. I mean, I'm upset because I paid full price for it. But the best part about Simply Safe to me is just having the peace of mind when I leave my house, when I have to go on the road to do a road, you know, go visit family or go on a road trip, doing whatever. It's so nice to be able to always be able to check in on my app, my Simply Safe app. I can go check out the HD cameras with Simply Safe, and I can also use their high tech monitors to know if something is happening at my house. Their professional monitoring agents use fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify if a threat is real so you can get priority police response. And that's what you want to make sure is that you have your place taken care of, especially when you're not home. You can even remotely arm or disarm your system and even unlock the door if you have a guest coming by. Like, it's super cool. Simply Safe is the number one thing that you can use right now. And they're half the price of ADT's traditional professionally installed system. Simply Safe is the whole home security with advanced sensors that you guys need for every room, window, and door. And don't miss out right now, guys, because you have a chance to save big on the only security system that I recommend. Get 50% off new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com dot com slash locked on NFL. This is their biggest discount of the year, guys. You don't want to miss out on it. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. There's no safe like simply safe. All right, we want to continue to get into our Chargers mailbag here. And I think David, it starts with Leisha's question from Twitter talking about the Chargers waiver wire. And they ask, can you see the Chargers picking up anyone on the waiver wire with Parham on IR? Could you see them picking up Kendall Blanton 
or the other former Ram Terrell Burgess. So this is something the Chargers should absolutely be doing, right? I mean, it's not just these guys who are former Rams. They should be looking for every player. I think out of the two of those guys, I mean, Blanton has six career receptions, two career drops, and is not a very good run blocker. So I'm kind of scratching that one off the list first. But Terrell Burgess makes more sense, David, because the Chargers do have, you know, question marks at safety like we've talked about before, right? And he is a guy that could potentially come in as someone that Brandon Staley is familiar with. Yeah, I think that that's what makes the most sense out of those guys definitely is bring to bring in Burgess. Uh, apparently, you know, the, the Chargers have looked at him in college. And so, I mean, that it would make sense as a connection, you know, to, to bring in because, hey, the Chargers are thin in, in the secondary. I mean, they're an injury away. We talked about in the cornerback room from having a sixth and seventh round pick out there playing a, a lot of snaps. And and again, if someone gets hurt in the safety room. I mean, who who is gonna you know gonna play out there? You don't know. I mean, Alohi Gilman's already getting a lot of snaps. It would have to be J.T. Woods, right? And you know, we know how the Chargers feel about J.T. Woods. They don't really trust him to be out there. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, they don't trust him. You know, they don't play him at all. He has not played pretty much a single snap on defense whatsoever. And it's just you you just can't feel good about his ability to stop the run. He just doesn't have enough weight to do that. And and we saw that in the preseason. So yeah, I, I think, I think I would definitely kick the tires on Terrell Burgess and see if that's someone you can bring in just to provide some depth. I mean, the chargers should be looking at every single Avenue they possibly can to improve their football team. The waiver wire is one of those places. Yeah. And he's a guy that it's hard to really know what he brings to the table for. Right. He hasn't played a ton of snaps, but no. you know, he did play in Brandon Staley's 2020 defense with the Rams. And the one thing he has been really good at since he's entered the league and was also good at in college is tackling. And yep. the Chargers can absolutely use some better tackling. I mean, it would have to probably be some sort of in-the-box role, but maybe that frees you up with kind of the inconsistency with Nazir Adderley on the back end to either use Derwin James back there more or be able to blitz Derwin James without feeling like you're losing his tackling ability in the box. So yeah. I think there are a lot of reasons it makes sense. You still have to cut somebody, though, and I don't know if the yeah. Chargers are going to carry, you know, at this point they already have four safety, five safeties is something they don't usually do. We would have to see what happens. But maybe, you know, JT Woods will actually get in. We'll talk about that in the next segment. I think this is a really good question, though, that we have here from Dylan Kirkpatrick, who asks, who is the most important player that can come back from injury? Is it Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Joey Bosa, et cetera? David, that's a good question. I think it's obviously, I mean, it's Keenan Allen over Mike Williams. So I guess in this situation, and Rashawn Slater, right, we're only doing guys that could, will come back this year. Right. Those three guys will come back at some point this year, whenever that is, we don't know. Yeah, it's between Joey Bosa and Keenan Allen. I think there's an argument for both. There is. And that, that's what makes this this one extremely difficult because they are so extremely valuable to both sides of their respective you know sides of the ball. I mean, on offense, you can't replace. I mean, you've been able to see what the offense looks like without Keenan Allen and his ability to get first downs on third down to just to be an animal in, in that route, to be able to win off the line of scrimmage without being the fastest guy in the world because he he's such a technician with his releases and his route running that has been sorely, sorely missed. But then you go to Joey Bosa and you know that he's a phenomenal pass rusher, has a relentless motor and a guy who really provides quality run stopping ability on the edge. And that's something that has really hurt the Chargers and yeah. their run defense. Also, pressure you know, in general. Yeah. Yeah. And just pressure in general, too. You, you know, you're, you're not allowing Khalil Mack to really be as free as he possibly can because he's getting all of the attention right now. So that, that's such a tough question. But honestly, I think it's probably Keenan Allen just for, because for what he does for the offense, he keeps the offense going. He's one of those catalysts to be able to move them down the field. He doesn't always get the scores in the red zone, but he definitely helps the team get to the red zone. 
Yeah, he's a monster in between the 20s. I do think that you can make an argument for both sides. I mean, I think Joey Bosa has the better argument that he's the best player on the Chargers defense. Yeah. And with Keenan Allen, it, you know, it's, okay, well, is he better than Justin Herbert, right? Is he better than Rashawn Slater when he's healthy or Corey Lindsley? Like, it, there's at least more of a debate. Sure. Joey Bosa, I mean, is a freak. And we've seen how bad the defense has been without him. And we saw yeah. that at least they were keeping it together in the first two games versus the Raiders and the Chiefs. Unfortunately, yeah. I think the defense kind of too far gone at this point at least to the extent of you know i don't know how much joe the joey bosa band-aid helps like he helps tremendously in a lot of ways but as far as them not giving up points or the other weak spots that they have for keenan allen i at least feel like hey he comes back and the offense is much closer to being good than the defense is like keenan allen could make their offense good again which they really haven't been since he's been out right not consistently good no I think it's maybe Keenan Allen. I guess the argument for That's Joey Bosa, it's though, a really is like, tough question. No, really, it's a great question. It's a really good question. I'll go with Joey Bosa just because you went Keenan Allen here because I do think it's like two different things. Like Keenan yeah. Allen helps you in the receiving department, right? Sure. He's not necessarily going to help you as much as a run blocker, right. Or the other things. I mean, that he he's is doing. good. He's a, he is a good of run course, blocker, but it's yeah. not that's not as crucial as no. okay. Joey Bosa helps you. Stop the pass and the run, right? He sure. helps you with both parts of that defense. He helps yeah. you create more turnovers as well. Yep. And the Chargers just really like it seems like that is totally deflated the defensive side. You get so much better defensively if Joey Bosa comes back, even for a terrible defense. But yeah. we do have a voicemail I want to get to here quick. Is it actually possible the Chargers should be lucky they're playing in so many close games? Should they want these heartbreaking, heart pressure raising games? Let's hear what Atir has to say about it. <laughs> Hi, David. My name is Akir. I'm a good friend. I have a question. I know a lot of our fans want the Chargers to win decisively, but I really love playing close games. I think that will help this team to be battle-tested. They've been there. They've done it. I want them to continue to play close games because it's going to help them in the playoffs when they get in. Do you think it's a good idea to play in a close game? Or is it bad idea to play in a close game? Thank you, but I love it. <laughs> I love you, Atir. David, what do you think? Yeah, no. I mean, I definitely do not want to continue playing in close games. For for my blood pressure, for the health of my heart, for the health of, of my mind, yeah, for my alcohol consumption, yeah, no. I do not want the Chargers to continue to play in close games Will it help them? I mean, when they're inevitably in those close games to be able to draw on those experiences. Sure. Sure. I mean, I'm sure that that has some value there. Just being able to say, Hey, I've been there. I've done it. I've been able to win those close games. That is, that does have some value, but you're not going to sit here and tell me that you wouldn't rather see the chargers win by 21 and not even have to worry about it. Not have to stress and just be able to enjoy the fact that your team just blew the other team out. Uh, That's more um, along the lines of, of what I would would enjoy as far as watching the chargers play yeah i mean you don't want to be in close games because with the amount of you know volatile plays the chargers have given up and haven't been able to get offensively at certain times like you're always it'll catch up to you eventually oh yeah chargers have had some lucky breaks like a guy fumbling you play with fire a field goal getting missed by the browns like it's just in that has gone against the chargers so many ways but there is a point to yes i mean this team definitely you know, if they get to the playoffs, if they have a moment late in the fourth quarter, they're going to believe that they can do it because they've done it. And that yeah. definitely carries value. They've done it plenty, though. I don't need to see them do it anymore. Give us a <laughs> yeah. couple of games where, you know, we're not having to think about going to the doctors the next day to get like a chart, uh, the heart murmur, you know, checked out or something <laughs> along those lines. But we do have more Chargers mailbag questions that we want to get into about 
some guys that haven't really played at all. Maybe it's their time defensively to get on the field. JT Woods and Troy Reader. And then we'll also talk about if the Chargers should have potentially gone after a right tackle after the injury to Trey Pipkin. So we'll get into that coming up right after this. But I need to tell you guys that there is a great way to make your love sparkle, and that is BlueNile.com. If you have a milestone to celebrate or you want to let your love sparkle, Blue Nile can help you make your celebrations even more memorable. They're the number one online jeweler that you guys can go to, and their prices are always better than the traditional retailers. And my favorite part about BlueNile.com is if you have a picky significant other, this is the best place to go to because if you're having trouble choosing, Blue Nile Jewelry has experts on hand 24-7 available via phone or chat to get you the memorable gift that you need at every budget and you can also change whatever you want about the ring you can get the totally customized ring or piece of jewelry that you need you can pick the shape the size the clarity as well as the setting style blue niles bench jewelers will then help you handcraft her perfect one of a kind one of a kind engagement ring i love blue because it really does help you make that memorable event if it's an anniversary if you want to get engaged whatever your special occasion is Blue Nile definitely helps make it sparkle. And you can make yours moment sparkle at Blue Nile. Go to BlueNile.com. Use the code Locked On to save $50 on your purchase of $500 or more. That's B-L-U-N-I-L-E.com. Code Locked On to save $50 on your purchase of $500 or more. BlueNile.com. Code Locked On. All right, David, back to the Chargers mailbag. And we have some more questions that we want to get into. And we have another good one here. This one is from Alistair Lloyd one of our Chargers podcasting friends, and he asked, would you start giving JT Woods and Troy Reader starting snaps on the Chargers defense? So, starting snaps is is probably a lot, David, but I mean, I would absolutely agree. I want to see some of it. I mean, I definitely want to see what it looks like. I think we're at the point with the Chargers safeties, whether that's, you know, Alohi Gilman less snaps because he is getting snaps defensively right now. Yeah. And Kenneth Murray losing some snaps. I'm all for that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think for for JT Woods, if you get in those, you know, third and long situations, those third and tens, third and fifteens, even, you know, would not hate seeing him out there using his his range, his speed, the ball skills. I mean, he is a ball hawk. I mean, there's yeah. that's one thing you absolutely cannot take away from him. That is one of his calling cards. So if you're in one of those just super obvious passing down situations, I would not mind seeing the Chargers sprinkle him in in those situations and I've already talked about the fact that I'd like to see Troy Reader out there at linebacker a little bit more I just feel like he's already he understands the defense completely and I feel like he is a little bit more physical he's not the most you know athletic guy in the world but I I feel like when he hits you you go to the ground and you're, you're not moving like that guy hits like a truck so I would not mind seeing him in those first and second down situations. Kenneth Murray has been decent in coverage, I would say, but he's a huge, huge liability against the run. He just doesn't have the ability to really flow and and really, you know, just, you know, get through the traffic. It's just one of the yeah. things he's really struggled with. So, like I said, wouldn't mind seeing Troy Reader in there on those first and second downs and let Kenneth Murray just cover a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, I think Troy Reader is the much safer option, right? I mean, I yeah. think it, and you can see more easily how he helps you yes. defensively because he's always in the right spot. He's very exactly. physical. I mean, you want a running back thinking, oh, hey, who's going to be on the other side when I get through this hole, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if either of the two linebackers playing the most snaps with the Chargers right now are really putting the fear of God in any running back. But if no. there's something we've heard even from other NFL players, like you do not want to get hit by Troy Reader. The dude hits <laughs> like a sack of bricks. Yes. And with him, you would feel better about, okay, hey, Drew Tranquil, you know, that combination of tr- Tranquil and Reader, I think, would yeah. be nice. I would like to exactly. see it for sure because you have yep. to do something. I mean, Kenneth Murray, even on that last 40-plus yard run we saw in the last game, right? Bad. Made just the right really read bad. and then yeah. just shot right into a block. 
Like why? Why? Why, why not, not continue right flow to, to the outside when guy. you had nobody in front of you? It just doesn't make totally. sense. Yeah, I mean, it just the contain wasn't there. It didn't make a lot of sense there. He should have definitely made that tackle for sure. And we've just seen way too many instances of easily. That. So, JT Woods, on the other hand, it's hard to say with what we've seen. He's going to help your run defense. He's definitely right. a liability there and puts a big question mark there. But a lot of guys have been in yeah. that secondary at times, right? And he does bring some playmaking ability. Let's get to the next uh, voicemail that we have here. This one is from John in the OC, wondering if the Chargers should have done something, potentially bring in a new right tackle. Hey, this is John in Orange County. Uh, my question is, with Trey Pipkins getting injured, do you think that the Chargers will sign a free right tackle? And if so, who would you like to see them sign? Also, with the buy or sell, will the Chargers have a blowout game? I think I would disagree, and I, I think that the Chargers do have a chance at a blowout game uh, late in the season when they play the abysmal Indianapolis Colts uh, when they hopefully have Joey Bosa back by that time, have Keenan Allen back, Joshua Kelly, maybe even Mike Williams. So let me know what you think. Thank you. Well, on the blowout front, I mean, by the time the Chargers get to the Colts, right, Jonathan Taylor will be heating up again and, and rushing for 180 yards a game. So yeah. the, the teams the Chargers should blow out just because they should doesn't mean they ever really have. So yep. see what happens with that. But as far as the right tackle, David, I mean, if the Chargers were going to do something at right tackle, we probably would have seen it. And the other important thing here is it's not a given that Trey Pipkins is even going to miss this game, which I think is an important part of this conversation. Yeah, Brandon Staley said in his you know Monday press conference that – Although there was an aggravation to the MCL sprain, he still has a chance to play on Sunday night. So, you know, we'll see how they manage it. We'll see how he responds from the treatment. And, you know, we'll see if he's going to be out there. But as far as are the Chargers going to bring anybody in? No, I'm sorry to tell you that the Chargers are not going to bring anybody in. They did, however, bring in somebody to do a, a workout on Tuesday. They brought in Austin Pleasance, who has very little NFL experience. He played in one game for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He has been associated with the Carolina Panthers as well, but he doesn't have a lot of experience. But, you know, that's one guy they have brought into the building to at least take a look at. Sure. And, I mean, if, if something was going to happen, it would have happened Monday. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and, I mean, if there's one thing we could take away from the Chargers season so far, it's that, okay, well, we're just going to try to make it work until the guys yeah, really exactly. have to get healthy again, right? If they're not going to yeah. do it for Keenan or Mike Williams or, you know, Joey Bosa, uh, you know, in a big way, they're not going to do it for potentially trying to not use storm norton there's one saving grace i mean storm norton has been better at right tackle this year than he was at left tackle when Rashawn slater went out he was abysmal playing left tackle and he played right tackle all of last season right right i'm hoping that trey pipkins plays and the good news is we actually saw trey pipkins leave in the second half against the kansas city chiefs and he yep. played the next week so right. like there is a precedent for him and that was you know when he initially heard it the first time so there is precedent for him to kind of come back. I think the Chargers know how important it is for him to be out there when they made Jamari Sawyer so quickly their left tackle just to have yeah. it not be Storm Norton. Yeah. At the same time, though, it, it's going to be bad if it is Storm Norton. We'll talk about that. I'm sure that'll be part of the crossover with the Lockdown 49ers tomorrow because even if Trey Pipkins, I mean, Nick Bosa is a very, very scary, scary man. So yeah. we're going to talk about that, but I don't, I don't see any kind of acquisitions coming. Hey, if a veteran right tackle gets released, at any point, right, you need more depth regardless. If somebody goes on waivers, I don't blame them for trying to bring somebody in, but Pleasance is more a practice squad type of a player, a practice yeah. squad level player, not someone yep. who's going to come in and contribute for you right away. We have one more question here, though, from Andrew Slaughter, who asks, DeAndre Carter has turned out to be a great signing. How likely is it that we sign him to a longer contract after the season? 
David, I'll let you open, I'll open that one up to you. Yeah, so really quickly here for DeAndre Carter, he was brought in here to be a kick returner, punt returner, and maybe sprinkling a few offensive plays. He's done a whole lot more than that, and he definitely has already earned the respect and the trust of and Justin Herbert. Yeah. And the contract. He's earned it. He's absolutely earned it. He's only signed for $1 million for one year. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if the season stops right now, he deserves a new contract for the next season. And we still have nine more games to go. So there is no telling what this stat line could look like at the end of the season. So, sure. yeah, you got to give credit for him for seeing an opportunity, taking it, and making the most of it. Yeah, I mean, I think the only problem is is – if you want the Chargers to go get an explosive playmaking wide receiver or something like that, that probably eats into what this DeAndre Carter role is, right? So you True. might be replacing him with a better, younger player. I mean, I think as far as like behind the line of scrimmage, DeAndre Carter is making things happen from a playmaking standpoint. That's really not his game. I think no. he's overachieved as a wide receiver, and the Chargers have gotten way more than a million dollars worth out of that contract, even oh, yeah. through the first eight games of the season. If they want to bring him in as a punt returner or something like that next season, I mean, I think that's fine. But if you're signing up for another season, you know, of Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Josh Palmer, and then DeAndre Carter as kind of wide receiver four, that's just not enough, right? You need right. better playmaking. It's like if he's still a big part of the offense next year, you probably did something wrong. So I, I, I love DeAndre Carter. I'd be happy to have him back next year, especially as a punt returner, because I think especially lately you're seeing his value there. Yeah. But at the same time, I think the Chargers should be setting their sights a little bit higher as far as, you know, a speed receiver, a playmaking type of receiver. I'd be yeah. aiming my sights a little bit higher. But we'll see. Not to say that DeAndre Carter hasn't been awesome because he absolutely has. But before yes. we get out of here, I have to tell you guys a crazy story that happened to me and Chargers fans and our fans are crazy and I love them. But I had a random dude run up to me at the gas station and yell at me. And I was kind of like, first of all, I was just kind of scared, you know. And he ran up. And he's like, hey, you're from Lockdown Chargers. Like, and I'm like, yeah, and I thought we were going to talk. And he's like, how could you possibly pick the Chargers to lose to the Falcons? You and David, what were you doing? And I was like, how can you be so confident? First of all, nice to meet you. How could you be so confident that the Chargers are going to win? Chargers won. So I owe a shout out to Tim from the gas station. You know, you were right. I was wrong. I don't know how you had the confidence. Chargers probably should have lost. Not the point here. So shout out to Tim. <laughs> shout out to all of our fans out there making us their first listen. We always appreciate you guys. That is going to do it for us today. Great news is tomorrow is crossover Thursday, and we're joining one of the best shows on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's Locked On 49ers. It's Locked On Chargers with Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker joining tomorrow. So make sure you guys are here for that because it's going to be a big-time matchup on Sunday Night Football. To make sure you don't miss it, go subscribe to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. If you like the show, make sure to rate and review the show as well. We really always appreciate that. Definitely helps keep us going. You can also find the show on all, all of our social media. You can find me on Twitter at DanTalkSports, David Drogmeyer on Twitter at DrotalkSD, and as you guys know, his DMs are always open, and you can find the show's Twitter at LockedOnLAC. Thank you to everyone who called into the voicemail line today. If you guys want to get your voicemails and voice played on the show and get your questions on, you can call into 323-524-7924 to get your calls on. We also post the show on our Instagram at LockedOnChargers and our Locked On Chargers Facebook page. Thank you guys again for making this your first listen. If you need a second listen, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter, the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast from. But make sure you guys are back here tomorrow for Crossover Thursday, Locked On Chargers, Locked On 49ers. Until then, take it easy and go balls.